Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The narcissist got to the place where you understood this is no longer allowed. Amy put some of her and her husband's joint savings into a real estate business venture. She spent a lot of time and efforts on these projects for over a year. At first, things were going well for her, and then the market crashed. She lost the money she had used to fund the project and had to take more money out of the account to cover the loss. She was devastated. This was the first time she had done anything like that. It took courage, research, and many hours of labor on her part. The work she did was amazing, but in her eyes, she had failed the family. She cried on and off for weeks, feeling so guilty she had done this. Her husband didn't yell at her, didn't say hurtful things. Instead, he said nothing. He was punishing her through silence. Without saying a word, he was speaking volumes, and she never took that risk again. Does that relate at all? Is that like little example, something that you've seen in your life of where you got to the place where either from the silent treatment or projecting their feelings on you, the narcissist got to the place where you understood this is no longer allowed. This is no longer acceptable. I need to fall in line if I want to survive in this relationship, if I want to survive in this dynamic. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this platform and several others to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. If you're listening on the podcast, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, anything like that, thank you guys so much. Like, share, help us as we continue to raise awareness about what narcissism is. We do that every single day, dropping nuggets of truth on all different platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, here on YouTube. And thanks so much for listening. If you haven't had a chance, go on, like, Follow on any of those platforms. We're under Raw Motivations on all platforms. Raw Motivations. Thank you guys so much. Um, real quick, if you haven't had a chance, download the NARC app. I normally try to say it. I'm not going to talk long about it, but NARC under Apple or Google Store. Uh, right now, there's over 4,400 people who've downloaded it, made an account. So it's a great place for survivors, for people to work through issues, problems, get support, get help, and, and develop a community of like-minded people that are healing, growing, and changing. So please check it out. We'd love to be able to have you there. If you want to talk sometime one-on-one to help break the trauma bond, work through rumination phase, like get the idea of a sense of self of who you actually are, would love to be able to talk to you because I'm on the platform, not just for the awareness piece, but to help you heal, grow, and change. We do that by the free content, by the lives, by interacting with people one-on-one all across the globe trying to help you build an exit strategy, trying to help you break the trauma bond, trying to help you get to the place where you know who you are. And that's the goal of growth, healing, and change. Well, the illustration that I read just a little bit ago, I was reading from the book here, The Covert Passive-Aggressive Narcissist. Okay? So I want to be able to show that here. But what it's talking about, the section that we're looking on, is the idea of projecting their own issues onto you. 
It says here, if you think about all the things the narcissist in your life has told you, you are wrong with you. My hunch is if you really look at the list, most of the statements are actually true of them. Covert narcissists don't acknowledge their own issues. Instead, they project them onto you. This means you end up feeling guilty and shame for things that are not even your issues. You see, what happens is the covert narcissists or narcissists in general love to project their issues onto you. Why? Because they don't want to hold those. They don't want to feel those. They don't want to be responsible or accountable for the feelings that they're engaging with. Oftentimes, the feelings that a narcissist is going through will trigger the aspect of guilt and shame. If you've seen any of my other videos about guilt and shame, you know guilt and shame is what the narcissist wants to avoid at all costs. So as a result, the narcissist will do anything they can to move out of the way of guilt and shame and not be impacted by it. So be careful about that because what will happen is they'll start taking their attributes, their stuff, their shit, boxing it up, either compartmentalizing it, putting it to the side, or boxing it up and giving it to you as a gift of saying, hey, this is how you're acting. And you look at them and you're like, no, that's how you're acting. And it starts getting really confusing for a lot of people. For instance, the, the illustration here that, we, that I read earlier, it's like the idea where the husband's like slowly like trying to give her the idea and the impression that she's bad with money. When she actually wasn't bad with money and later found out that he's the one that was bad with money. But like they want to project, they want to put that stuff on you saying, hey, it is your fault. I'm going to read a little bit more here so you have an idea. For the end of the relationship, the narcissist will be more direct about what they think of you. Here's some common things I've heard survivors say when they've been told that they've been told by their narcissist. You're controlling, manipulating, inconsiderate. You don't care about my feelings. You're lazy. It's all about you. I can't trust you. You only did that so you would look good to others. Notice a pattern here? They're all traits of narcissists. They don't take responsibility for their own behavior. Instead, they project what is true about them onto you. Narcissists love to project that. Like for me, when I'm angry and I'm frustrated, it's so hard not to just say like, why are you angry? Because I'm projecting, I'm putting that emotion out on someone else. And it's almost like the idea, if I can give it to another person, if I can, like I mentioned, box it up and if I can hand it to you, if it's a gift, if I can give it to another person, then I feel like I'm not responsible for it. That it no longer matters in my life. Or if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. The idea of object constancy. And so the narcissist will try to push off these emotions onto other people, these feelings onto other people so that they don't have to process and so that they don't have to deal with them. If I can give them to you, then they're no longer mine. I can move on through life. I can ignore everything that just happened. And you're sitting there not knowing what to do with that horde of emotions that I just dumped on you. The narcissist oftentimes will do this and will tell on themselves while doing so. You have to understand that a lot of times what the narcissist is accusing you of is typically what they're doing. Oftentimes you'll see this in cheating relationships where they're accusing you constantly of cheating, of cheating, of cheating. You're like, I'm not cheating at all. And you spend more time trying to justify the fact that you're not cheating, not realizing and not knowing that they're the ones doing it, but they're saying that you're doing it so that they don't have to feel those emotions. So they don't have to feel those feelings. They do it by being like direct at the end of the relationship. They also do it by sharing like fears. So think of it this way. Another way they do this is by sharing their fears with you. Okay. I'm afraid that you're going to cheat on me. Later you find out that they had an affair. 
I have this fear that you're manipulating me. And they are the one manipulating you. Narcissists will manipulate you by putting the focus on you. They seem completely sincere, so you don't notice that they're actually the problem. So you have to kind of separate yourself from part of it and be like, wait a second, let me look at the facts of the situation and understand what's actually happening because otherwise it gets so convoluted and you start thinking like, wait a second, maybe it is my fault or maybe it is because of me. The majority of time when you're with a narcissist and they're going through all this types of stuff, people start thinking, wait a second, maybe it is me. Majority of the time it's not. It's their own decisions. It's their own actions that take them down the path of destructive in nature. A lot of times they're direct at the end of the relationship. A lot of times they're sharing like their fears. Uh, other, other idea is like fake responsibility. They'll say things like, I'm taking responsibility for my part in this, but you aren't taking any. This makes you wonder if it's true. You question yourself, maybe I'm not, am I? They throw curveballs at you all the time in order to deflect the truth that they are lying. They do it in a way that gets you spinning and self-doubting so you don't notice the lie. They are kings and queens of saying things that aren't true, but they say them in such surety and confidence it's hard to doubt them. No wonder you end up doubting yourself with all the smoke and mirrors that keep you confused and under their control. A lot of times they want to distract. I did a video on this uh, just the other day about how they want to distract and uh, demean you and get to a place where you don't understand what's actually going on. And that whole like, I'm taking responsibility, but you're not taking any. A lot of times you'll see this in the relationship where the narcissist is saying over a period of time, like, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault. And then all of a sudden they come back and they'll be like, actually, you know, I'll take some responsibility. I think it's actually our fault. The only thing that changed between the your and our is they just dropped the why, but they still believe in their mind that it's your fault. They're just trying to figure out another way. It's almost like it's almost like I'm handing you a package that says yours and, and you won't take it. And then I take off the why and I'm like, it just says ours. It's the same exact package. It's the same exact package, but I'm still giving it to you and you take it. And then I'm like, phew, now I don't have to think about that. Now I don't have to feel that because it's no longer my responsibility. It's their problem. It's their fault. There's something else that happens, especially if you're empathetic in a relationship with a covert narcissist, is you find yourself feeling that you later notice are gone after you don't live with them anymore. So it gives an example here. Megan had a lot of self-hatred when she was married to a narcissist. She would take pictures of her body as a reminder of how much hatred, uh, how much she hated the way she looked. Megan would look at pictures and feed disgust as well as anger at herself for gaining weight over the years. This was a way of punishing herself. After 15 years of marriage, the covert narcissist left. Soon after he did, she noticed her self-hatred was gone. She is the type of person who easily picks up on what others are feeling and wondering if she had actually been feeding on the covert narcissist's self-hatred, which had nothing to do with her. He never let on about how much he hated himself, but subconsciously projected his issues onto her. He knew about the pictures, but never took the time to hold her or tell her how beautiful she was. He never felt sorrow for her pain, never felt empathy. He allowed her to believe the lies of self-hatred. Did any of that resonate with you? Of the projection of how they're going to put stuff on you? About how they're going to put stuff on the relationship? Like they're always going to try to put those things back on you so that they don't have to feel them. So as a narcissist, the thing that I struggle with is the idea of not putting all my feelings, all my emotions on another person, but saying, hey, now I have to sit with them. Now I have to work through it. Now I have to process it. 
Now I have to have the emotional maturity to say, hey, what does this do? How does this affect me? Does it trigger the aspect of shame? Absolutely. But then what do I have to do to be able to work to change myself, to heal and grow and change? And I hope you do that too.